It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. The Holy Land is first and foremost, I think, my favorite to engage with the spots, to walk in the footsteps of Christ and the early apostles, but then also to be reading with the scripture in that location. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh, made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. Welcome to Flavor of the Week, part three with Father Spencer St. Louis. I am here in the Jimmy John's at Auburn, who has graciously provided us with four sandwiches, two bags of chips, two cookies, a pickle. We're set. And a kick and ranch. What do you do with the kick and ranch? The kick and ranch is, it's like a spicy ranch. It's, it's yet to be opened. It's, well, that's my fault. I, I okay. haven't introduced it. Normally, you know, you drizzle it on your sandwich, but then also what we found is delicious is that you dip your chips in it. Okay. And it's amazing. Well, should we, should we try it with the Let's chips? Let's do it. Let's do I, it. I opted for the jalapeno flavored chips. I went for the original. Okay. And then we have a BLT to try. Oh, these chips are good. Have you ever had these? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if I've actually had the jalapeno, but I've had the other ones, and, oh. and they're all just as good. Okay. These are good. So then with a the kick and ranch here, mm-hmm. we're supposed to dip the chips in yep, the kick and go ranch. Go for it. Is it spicy? It's, Is that the kicking? It's got a little bit. Yeah, it's, that's the kicking part of it. Okay. Um, but it is delicious nonetheless. It's again like the the pickles on the on the seven. You know, it's got a little bit of that flavor, but it's not overly hot. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't know how much of it is the chip, the the jalapeno chip versus right. The, yeah, it, you want you want to try it with an original. It's a flavor free. Okay. Got to collect them all. That's right. Just like Pokemon. <laughs> that was a good ranch. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we have the uh, the BLT as well. Mm-hmm. Did you get something extra? Oh, we got with cheese. Uh, avocado. Avo- oh. Yep, we had the avocado. The cheese, I think, was on the tuna. We had a cheese to the tuna. Oh. There should be avocado. No, there's on. cheese on here. Well, the cheese comes on it. Oh, okay. Yep. You look like you're having a hard time there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bacon wanted to come with all of the bacon with one bite. The whole strip. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it with the kicking ranch. Mm. Mm-hmm. It adds a lot. See, inside scoop. Mm-hmm. Kicking ranch. We'd have never known. That's good. So, Father St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You're over in Rome. I was. Had you been out of the country much before that? I had been a little bit. My dad had traveled abroad for work, and so we kind of had you know miles and things set up for that. So we had been to England a couple times with him, hmm. um, and then on one of those trips, we also did a side trip to France to Paris. So I had been a little bit out of the country, but not nearly as much as I have been now. Why England? It was just where his work was set up. Um, he had okay. um, other companies that they were working in tandem. With so over there. He was working and then you guys tagged along. Right. Right. And then so, made a vacation out of it. Yep. So he would go off to work in the mornings. Um, and then my mom's sister and I would go sightsee until he got back and then we'd all go 
out in the city and, and see things. So, but yeah, it was a great opportunity, especially that young to be able to encounter different cultures. Um, How old did you say? Eight. I think it was eight and 10 when we went. Okay. Um, give or take. But yeah, just to be able to be young and to experience that um, really opened up the world to me and made it more than just what I had known in Indiana and also in the United States, but really opened up different avenues for understanding the world uh -huh. and our place in it. So anything through high school or not seminary early on? I had gone on a pilgrimage to Rome in seminary. And then also I had done World Youth Day where we went to Lourdes and then Madrid, Spain. So that was 2011, right at the start of my, my seminary. Okay. I actually left from Madrid, arrived back in Fort Wayne. The next morning went down to Columbus, Ohio for orientation that I had already missed a day or two. So I was jet lagged and falling asleep during orientation, but the faculty was very kind and gracious to me. So um, you went over there as a seminarian then? It was right at the beginning of it. So yeah. I was kind of... You were accepted. Exactly. You were, yep. Yep. Your picture was probably taken for the poster. Yeah. Yep. We had already had a day of recollection. At that time, it was at St. Aloysius in Yoder with okay. Monsignor Gaelic. So I had already been accepted by the diocese yep. and um, the seminary knew I was coming, but I hadn't actually had a seminary class yet. So it was right at the beginning there. What were the highlights from that trip? That trip, it was just, it was amazing. You know, that was my first World Youth Day. We ended that up. That was Bishop Rhodes. That was right? Bishop Rhodes. Yep. Yep. And under Pope Benedict. And so we started out in Lourdes, which was just an incredible experience. It was just such a serene place. So peaceful to go through the baths and, um, you know, to pray for Mary's intercession for healing for different things. Mm -hmm. It was just an incredible experience. But then also Did going. Did you feel anything? Not miraculous feelings, yeah. but like, you know, spiritually, the development of that was certainly there. And so, you know, it wasn't like I had crutches and I didn't need them anymore, right. but it was just, there was a powerful atmosphere of peace mm -hmm. and prayer that was, it was tangible there. Huh. Um, and then moving into to Spain and Madrid, the culture there, but then especially at a World Youth Day, seeing right, it's totally so different. many million of youth around the city, like you can ride the subway without you know, being next to your 50 closest friends, literally closest at that moment. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I have this hysterical picture of Father Andrew on the subway just being trapped by people uh -huh. um, and just this, this look of like, get me out of here. Yeah. Um, so it's one of my favorite pictures of, of Father Andrew Pazinski that I have. Um, so did you go back to Madrid since then? I actually have not. Okay. No, I hope to, but there were so many places in Europe that I hadn't been to yet. So I kind of wanted to explore a little more with that that time over there because fatima is right. a religious destination it and is. the only reason anybody that is in that city mm -hmm. is either because they're catholic right. because they're on pilgrimage or right. they're trying to sell something to the catholics yep exactly <laughs> that's, exactly. About it. that's about it madrid is completely different completely it is different. a completely secular society but then right then World Youth Day rolls in we, and like descended take over the town. There were, if I remember correctly, there were a number of shops that were actually closed because they were afraid of, of the onslaught of people oh. that were just going to come and completely rule the city, which was amazing. But <laughs> Madrid was great too because that was the first time that I had seen the Pope ever in my life. And it was Pope Benedict whom I, I appreciate his, his writing so much now, especially as a, a seminary and a priest now, just to be able to understand his theology and where he's coming from. He was a mind at Vatican II, who is a great underwriter for documents that we have from that. So to be able to see him in person and to really see him as a man was wonderful. Any highlights from his writings? I like his spirit of the liturgy. 
it gives a good understanding of how we worship God now, both the foundation of that from before the time of Christ, but then also how we encounter him now through our liturgy. So that's a wonderful one. And then and also, what, what is it? Is that an encyclical or no, that was a, a book, book that he wrote. Okay. Um, I believe it was as Cardinal Ratzinger. Um, he okay. wrote that. And then also his Jesus of Nazareth, the infancy narratives, the first volume, and then also his entrance into Jerusalem, the Holy week. It's just a great anthology that really engages a different side of scripture, both seeing what scripture tells us, but then also how we've come to understand it better and deeper. It's just an incredible work. All right, so Fatima in Madrid as a first-year seminarian mm-hmm. is the next out-of-country experience um, flying to Rome for, for seminary? I'd been to Rome in between there. Well, so I'd been in England, very first beginning, and then Lourdes and, and Madrid. And then I went to Rome on pilgrimage with um, a priest of our diocese Okay, halfway through my time in seminary, um, or my college. And then I ended up going to Rome after that. Which was, it was great having already been to the city, but to know that you're going to live there for five years yeah. is a different approach to right. it. You know, you have a lot more than just one suitcase that you're so, sending over. But you went for the pilgrimage, so you kind of right. knew like, oh, this is what the atmosphere is like. Right. This is what I'm getting into. Like, exactly. I mean, obviously you don't know what seminary is like over right. there, but. But a little bit about like the history that was going to be going to be surrounding me. Yeah. Um, you know, the saints that I would pass on a daily encounter on my way to school, mm-hmm. things like that. It was, it really opened up the eternal city the heart of the church, if you will, like where a lot of the church had grown in its early infancy. Jesus walked in Jerusalem, but Peter and Paul both died in Rome. And a lot of the church has grown from those two martyrs, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the early apostles. So just being able to encounter the city for a first time as a seminarian on pilgrimage was wonderful. Being able to take in all those sites and especially having gone on pilgrimage, not realizing that I would be coming back later for so long of a time. Yeah. I was just trying to, to take everything in oh, as yeah. much as I could. Did you um, go to all the churches? All the I mean, it would be impossible well, no, to go no, to yeah, all of them. The, like the big basilicas. <laughs> right. and yep. So we had gone to all four major basilicas. Uh-huh. We had a tour at each of them. And then a lot of the smaller churches around town. Um, we tried doing those. Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Yep. We did a tour of the Coliseum, uh-huh. which was great. But just being able to take in both the secular history. You know, the Coliseum is a beautiful building that extends beyond, you know, the time of Christ. But then, so there's the secular side, but then also the spiritual side of what actually took place there, you know, with the martyrdoms that occurred in there. Uh So being able to, to see both sides of the history of the city, it was just, it was a lot of fun and a great joy, especially as a seminarian Mm -hmm. being on a pilgrimage. I got to serve at most of the masses or lecture at these incredible places. Uh It was a, a great joy and a great opportunity. So, so then what kind of traveling did you do as a seminarian who's studying in Rome? We were allowed to do travels. Usually about once a month, we would get a free weekend where nothing was on the calendar from the seminary. We still had to keep up with our coursework and everything, certainly. But as far as like our community mass and different events that might have taken place on seminary, we were free to travel during those times. So I got to go to, I want to say, if I had to ballpark it, maybe like 10 or 11 different countries in Europe. And that it was so much fun because it really showed a different side of our culture. You know, mm. it's like in America, you know, we have the different regions of our country and that's great. But in Europe, it's like you go to a new country. It's a completely different culture. You know, in Italy where the train might show up on time and it might depart on time in Germany, 
if you're not there at 10 32 and 30 seconds yeah like that train's gone <laughs> yeah which was a great experience just to be able to to see where my family came from but then also like how people have grown and developed and changed in such a small physical location so it was just a great fun to travel to see these sites but then also to, to engage in people in these different ways so what were some of the places that you were able to visit the holy land is first and foremost i think okay. my favorite not just for a weekend though right so we were there for two weeks okay and we got to travel from capernaum all the way down to jerusalem uh -huh. and that was a, a trip with the seminary so they offer i think it's 40 slots a year for guys to go during the christmas break and mm -hmm. we had a priest faculty member who's been leading the trip for 10 years so he knew all the ins and outs he had you know the scriptures lined up for all the different sites that we were going to be at and then he also had enough time for us to be able to just take it and pray to not have anything on our schedule but to engage with the spots to walk in the footsteps of, of christ and the early apostles but then also to be reading with the scripture in that location which really opens up how you see scripture yeah um, i've heard they say it's like the fifth gospel is that what they call it basically yeah Holy Land. yeah it really opens up everything and a lot of the smaller details that we might gloss over normally just become alive uh -huh. um you know so like with the transfiguration i think it's matthew's gospel where it says and jesus led them up a high mountain and it's like normally i just gloss over that yeah but after walking up that mountain uh -huh. <laughs> you're like this is a high mountain like this this is not a small anthill like yeah it, it makes sense why this this adjective is in there uh -huh. um <laughs> which then also leads you into praying about, well, what does it mean? Like, why did Jesus have to take them to such a secluded place? Mm. Um, and it really helps develop, you know, your prayer around sacred scripture. So, huh. so I would certainly put the Holy Land as, as one of my favorite places sure. that I went to. Krakow in Poland was okay. another one. I went to Krakow twice. Once was in preparation of World Youth Day. And then the second one was with the World Youth Day back in, I think it was 2016. Uh -huh. And it was nice to go beforehand just because there weren't millions of people around you. You really got to enter into the different sites in more or less an undisturbed way and see these churches and the places that, you know, St. Faustina had been to or St. John Paul II. Um, also in, in preparation for World Youth Day, getting to, to see the sites and where to take different people to. What do you mean? Were you preparing for the diocese taking a trip over there or who were you preparing for? I was preparing mostly just for myself to be able to encounter that. <laughs> okay. But then also like, you know, to see the best ways to get through the city. That was one of my frustrations with Madrid was not knowing the city itself. And so, you know, getting lost or having to struggle to find a way to a certain place in the midst of that many people. Having been to Krakow in a normal time, that really allowed me to learn the routes, where to eat, things like that in a way that opened it up when those people were there. Um, and when I was with the pilgrims from the diocese, you know, I was able to t take smaller groups with a couple of seminarians and, and the priests and some of our pilgrims and take them to like restaurants that might have been off the beaten path or to really be able to navigate around town a lot quicker than somebody who might not be as familiar with it. So of all of your traveling, mm -hmm. take the popular sites out, right? The, the, the tourist attractions or the, the highlights of the pilgrimage sites that people always want to go to visit right what's a, a hidden gem a hidden that you discovered gem. i think just in general with italy seeing the countryside hmm. um you know we would take bus trips as as the seminary um, whether it be for our language classes or for our retreats or like riding on the train from rome to assisi 
and just seeing the countryside in its beauty and just the simplicity of the nature that's there. Yeah. That was one thing that, you know, talking with my classmates, we were like, this is such a beautiful place. And to be able to get outside the cities here. And then it really made us think too, like how much beauty we have back home in the United States and being able to go to our national parks and things like that. Yeah. Really drive that up. So I think the, the hidden beauty is just getting outside of major cities sometimes to the peaceful serenity of places. Yeah. And that's definitely something that we can take for granted. Right. If, if Especially if you do some traveling around mm-hmm. the United States and see, like you said, national parks, but like right. whether it be the Smoky Mountains or yep. the Rocky Mountains or the Grand Canyon, these yeah. huge, amazing yeah. things that we have and so in often, our quote unquote backyard. I mean, it's a, right. it's a trip for people from Indiana. but And so often like we're traveling most of the time on airplanes. And so, right. you know, you're up in the clouds and you don't get to see that. Right. Which is great because you get to your destination so much faster, um, <laughs> hopefully with a lot less headaches. But to be able to like drive through or, or over there to use the train system was wonderful because you got to see that beauty of creation around you. That was quite the quite the gem. All right. Well, we've got one more sandwich to try and also talk about what it's been like now as a, a priest yep. in a parish. And this BLT was delicious. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I like the avocado on it. My, my family will often do that back home. We'll add the guacamole. That's a good idea. And yeah. we'll call it California BLTs. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, one more sandwich and one more conversation. So join us next week for part four of Flavor of the Week brought to you by Banditos. And a special thanks to Father Spencer for joining us and uh, for Jimmy John's in Auburn for providing the delicious food. Thanks for having me, Kyle. To join my email list and get a free MP3 of a song I wrote about fanny packs, text fanny pack to 44222. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit.